Welcome to Zen Bones, ancient wisdom for modern times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen Bones? Our world is in crisis and ever-shifting, and now, more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. In today's practice episode, we begin with a short guided meditation with the theme of working with difficulties and challenges, uh, working with the ordeals of our lives, uh, doing the impossible. And the meditation practice itself, I think of as training to work skillfully, effectively with difficulties and challenges. I then do a short talk about this topic of seeing our lives, seeing meditation, seeing everything through this lens of, of challenges and, and doing, uh, doing what is impossible, training ourselves uh, to do things that seem uh, difficult, building the courage to meet whatever comes our way, whether it's parenting or relationships or work or politics, uh, integrating our genuine selves, our full selves, into, uh, into all parts of our lives, impossible uh, and yet. And today's, uh, today's Zen Puzzler is also on this theme, and it's stepping from the top of a hundred-foot pole, right? Practicing with what seems inconceivable, training ourselves to cut through challenges and difficulties and seeing how this is where the real, uh, the real beauty, the real sacredness, the real insights of being human are by meeting what feels uh, difficult or impossible. I hope you enjoy this episode, this practice episode. Thank you. Let's do some sitting practice together. So I invite you to pause, to stop, and bring your attention to the body, just noticing, finding a way to sit in a chair or a cushion or standing. Maybe relaxing the muscles in the face, relaxing the jaw, opening, opening the chest and shoulders, and arriving, this practice of arriving. Yeah, so checking in, checking in with the body, noticing any places where you may be holding, straining, and giving that place a bit of attention, relaxing. And noticing the breath, bringing attention to the breath. Uh, breathing in and uh, breathing out and being aware of our thinking minds checking in, just being curious whether the mind is busy or calm and gently uh, bringing attention back uh, to the body, to the breath, just being here, here. 
So in some way, I think of uh, this practice as uh, doing, doing the impossible, training ourselves to do what doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem possible to be here. Our minds are usually very, uh, very busy, very active. And it takes some effort to be here. Here, impossible, impossible. Can I be fully here? So it's the practice of uh, accepting, accepting what is and allowing, uh, allowing our own insight, uh, healing, learning through this practice of stopping, pausing, uh, allowing the great wisdom of our bodies and minds. Impossible. And yet, just being here, how simple, just breathing, uh, noticing any time we are uh, distracted, great to notice and coming back allowing, allowing, breathing, to be breathing, uh, allowing, uh, thinking, to be thinking, allowing our feelings, and uh, letting go, letting go of our to-do lists, letting go of uh, expecting anything uh, impossible right to let go of expecting anything and yet uh, this is our intention this is our our aspiration to be here fully here uh, curious alert relaxed uh, kind, kind-hearted, warm-hearted, bringing a sense of warmth, bringing a sense of self-love and open, open-heartedness, open-mindedness, uh, and keeping it simple. Coming back, you can always come back to the breath can always uh, come back uh, to the body. Uh, breathing in, breathing out, simple, uh, impossible, uh, impossibly uh, delicious to enjoy and appreciate our own uh, breath. And please uh, feel free to uh, continue this practice. 
or uh, you can Join me for uh, what's next. So coming back, coming back. I'm going to talk about this practice of doing the impossible. It was several years ago that I was designing a program aimed at training mindfulness teachers. And I asked a, uh, an old, old friend and mentor for some ideas on what elements he thought should be included in this endeavor. And the aim, the aim was to train teachers to have the presence and confidence and competence to work with groups of business leaders and to teach meditation practice, that included uh, mindfulness and mindful leadership, as well as ways to develop emotional intelligence skills. And my friend's advice was short and sweet and surprising. He said, I suggest that you design an ordeal. Give them something that at first might seem impossible. And I was surprised and, uh, and somewhat resistant hearing this advice. I wasn't expecting to hear the word uh, ordeal. However, uh, the more I reflected on his advice, the more it fit. I realized that I had gone through somewhat of an ordeal in the process of developing my own confidence as a teacher, as a trainer, and as a, as a leader, as a CEO. I often felt like an imposter in the early days of standing on the stage of auditoriums at Google headquarters in Mountain View, leading meditations and mindfulness exercises for really bright and achievement-oriented engineers. I had a good deal of meditation experience, but I had very little experience in teaching meditation and, and very little track record of working in corporate settings. It was intimidating, uh, a lot like uh, walking through fire. But little by little, through practice and a good deal of support, a good deal of uh, learning and failing and growing, uh, I learned and I grew. And in a way, this was my ordeal. It included uh, my fears and mistakes and, and mustering the courage. Uh, to keep going, even when I felt terrified. And I think we need these kinds of ordeals in our lives. You know, I now begin uh, my day with a comforting hot shower, but I've added the routine of turning on the cold water for several minutes. And each time it seems impossible and kind of ridiculous as I watch my hand turn the shower knob from hot to cold. And it's shocking at first. And it wakes me up. And it feels great. My whole body tingles with energy and a sense of accomplishment, like having gone through my fear, having gone through my resistance even in this somewhat minor self-inflicted way, this ordeal. 
And I have a similar experience most mornings during my, my morning meditation practice. The idea of sitting still, uh, aspiring to let go of my usual judgments and to focus on being curious and kind and loving, it feels impossible at times. My mind resists, my body resists, my mind continues to jump around, and there's voices of judgment. Oh, what am I doing here? I have so many things I could be doing. And yet, and yet, this is an important practice for me. Another one of my uh, self-imposed, self-made ordeals. And I've done many uh, meditation retreats, and there are a variety of motivations for engaging in these uh, activities. One is the sense of doing what feels challenging, difficult, perhaps uh, impossible. It's a way of creating a fresh kind of space, both ordinary and extraordinary just sitting still and seeing what happens. In some way, these activities of uh, cold showers or meditation retreats are warm-ups. They're relatively easy practices for dealing with uh, the more impossible activities of our daily life and the ordeal of being human, right? How do we keep our hearts open in the time of war, right? feels uh, impossible. How do we take care of our aging parents or guide and protect our children? Uh, again, feels uh, impossible. How do we live our daily lives knowing that we will say goodbye to everyone and everything that we hold dear? Again, uh, impossible. We are impossible beings living during impossible times. So I think it's important to train ourselves to work through whatever challenges and ordeals help us to keep our hearts open, even and especially when it's hard. This might include cold showers or meditation, or maybe for you it's sports or music or whatever activity is important and in our daily lives, uh, raising children is an important, impossible activity, as is working and developing a career, making money, being in healthy, intimate relationships, integrating our spiritual practice into our work, into our daily lives, all uh, extraordinary, all extraordinary. And it's all about, I think, the approach. How are we entering into all of these uh, activities of our lives? It's all uh, impossible. And it's all easy and sacred and beautiful when we uh, pay attention. When we bring our full selves, our full heart to our activities. Here's a poem I want to share by uh, Robert Bly about uh, doing or thinking impossible things. And this poem is called 
Things to think. Think in ways you've never thought before. If the phone rings, think of it as carrying a message larger than anything you've ever heard, vaster than a hundred lines of Yeats. Think that someone may bring a bear to your door, may be wounded and deranged, or think that a moose has risen out of the lake and he's carrying on his antlers a child of your own whom you've never seen. When someone knocks on the door, think that he's about to give you something large, tell you you're forgiven, or that it's not necessary to work all the time, or that it's been decided that if you lie down, no one will die. Uh, so please, uh, let's all practice with uh, doing the impossible thinking the impossible. I love this line uh, to tell you that you, you are forgiven, right? Impossible, possible to uh, be ourselves, to forgive ourselves, to give others, to find the courage to uh, be our full, genuine, authentic selves. Uh, thank you. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler, where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. I'm very pleased to introduce today's Zen puzzler. And this comes from a very traditional Zen koan. And it is about stepping from the top of a hundred foot pole. What happens? What happens? Can you step from the top of a hundred foot pole? So this is it. This is the puzzler. Like, what is it like? What, what is it like to be perched on top of a pole, right? If you, uh, it, it looks dangerous. It looks dangerous. Uh, we can be completely filled with uh, fear or can we be, uh, can we be relaxed? What to do? What do you do? How do you respond? What is there to learn? What insight might you have from this Zen koan, this Zen puzzler? You are perched at the top of a hundred foot pole. This is a, uh, a puzzle, a challenge that uh, Shinryu Suzuki liked a lot and spoke about uh, often during his, his talks. So there's no, you know, there's no uh, real answer to this. In the Zen tradition, these koans or these puzzles are meant to be considered, meant to be embodied, uh, right? So you might practice with what does it feel like? What is there to learn from being 
on top of a hundred foot pole. And this is a lot like the, the theme of this session about uh, doing the impossible, right? This is an impossible situation. Again, I think much like I was presenting earlier in meditation practice feels impossible. You know, taking a cold shower, raising our children, going to work. There's so much that is seemingly uh, incredibly challenging, incredibly impossible. And the question I think is, do we, do we give into it or do we rise up? Do we uh, use our hearts and our minds to look at things from a different perspective and even kind of embody embody that it we can do you know we can go through we can use these ordeals this is a kind of ordeal being at the top of a hundred foot pole uh, and yet uh, you know we can find our own sense of courage our own sense of equanimity and one of Shunryu Suzuki's uh, teachings about this particular puzzle is uh, just say yes the practice of just saying yes. You know, someone says, someone has made us breakfast. And they say breakfast is ready. Uh, so instead of saying, no, I, you know, I'm reading the paper or I no, just like, just let go of our own to-do lists, let go of our own small minds. And, and in a sense, this, this particular puzzle is an invitation to open to our bigger minds, to open our hearts, to just step in and say yes, uh, yes to our own well-being, yes to our uh, meditation practice, uh, yes to integrating our, our genuineness, integrating our sense of wanting to make the world a better place right in the midst of the divisiveness and impossibility of all of the challenges of this, the challenges of our inner worlds, the challenges of our outer worlds, the challenges of relationships, impossible. So being perched, stepping from the top of a hundred foot pole is a, uh, a reminder an encouragement to not be too caught by uh, what looks impossible. And we're not, we're not on top of a hundred foot pole. There is no, you know, there is no pole. We're right here. We're right here uh, on this, this earth, this ground being uh, supported. So feeling, feeling and leaning in to the support, mustering our own, confidence and uh, humility. So you might practice with this, uh, see what there is, what is there for you to learn what insights might you have from practicing with being perched, stepping, can you step from the top of a hundred foot pole? Uh, thank you very much. Listen in each week for interviews, teachings, and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself 
to influence your organization and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.